Hi, everyone. Welcome to New Perspectives Podcast. This is Joshua New. I'm here to just to give an extra little uh, lanyap session for you. I had something I wanted to cover personally, and so I wanted to speak to you on my own here, uh, just as Joshua New. And I, first of all, I want to thank my wife for giving me the encouragement, the support, and honestly lighting a little bit of a fire underneath my ass to do the right thing. And so um, I personally didn't want to really speak out on this issue. I didn't want to have my voice heard and, and, and be a part of the, not be a part of the movement, but I didn't want to contribute to any of the chaos. And I got to say I was wrong. Uh, I want to thank my wife for encouraging me and pointing out and educating me that just because you don't participate in and, and believe in the racist ways of other white people, uh, it does not mean you can sit by idly and allow it to continue. You, you then become part of the problem. And, and I personally want to be part of the solution. I've got a black wife. I've got biracial children. And I, I'm just as much a part of this fight as anyone else. And so I wanted to take an opportunity to allow my voice to be heard. And so um, I, I want to kind of start off with something that uh, just illustrates quite truthfully why we all should be enraged about this, not just black people. All of us should be enraged. And if you think that there's not really an issue, and, and, and I think there's a lot of white people out there who think that there really isn't an issue going on still, I, I want to kind of give you some reasons and examples that that's just not the case. And, and the way I want to do that here is I'm going to give you an example of some black people who have encountered the police and the outcome of that particular engagement. And then I'm going to give you an example of a white person who, and I'm going to detail their crimes. And I'm going to detail the treatment and the impact or the result of what happened. And you tell me if we don't have a racist problem and, and a police brutality problem in this country. So I'm going to start off with Walter Scott. He was a black man. He was unarmed and shot in the back five times. As he ran away from cops, he was shot in the back five times. And then the cop neglected to provide any medical attention. You know what his crime was? He had a broken taillight. He was stopped for a broken taillight and was shot in the back five times. And then just looked at as he died on the, on the grass. Peter Manfredonia, safely taken into custody after killing a 62-year-old man with a machete. He then killed a classmate and held two others hostage. I'll let you guess what race he was. He was a white guy, young white guy. Now that's someone who is obviously very much capable of posing a deadly threat. Why, how was he safely taken into custody? Yet someone who had a broken taillight was not. Laquan McDonald, young black man, 17 years old. He was shot 16 times because he had a knife and was trying to run away from the cops. Now, I'm not saying a knife doesn't pose a threat. But do you think having a knife and running away from the cops really poses a threat that deserves to be shot 16 times? I don't understand why anyone would need to be shot 16 times. Now let's look at the other example here. Anthony Trifoletti. He was a white supremacist. Was peacefully taken into custody while armed after shooting and killing a black man over a road rage incident. He literally just shot and killed a man. 
and was armed with the very weapon he killed that man with, and yet he was peacefully taken into custody. Michael Brown, I'm sure you remember Michael Brown from the Ferguson, Missouri riots, 18 years old, shot six times by a police officer. And I know there was some back and forth about was he reaching for his weapon, was he not? You know, I don't know too many people who don't back off after one round, much less six or 17, or I'm sorry, 16 times in the case of Laquan McDonald. Now let's move to our next example, Benjamin Murdy, white guy, fired more than 200 rounds at police officers, and they did not return fire once. Resulted in an hour and a half standoff with police, and he was peacefully taken into custody and charged, given his day in court, as all citizens should be allowed to do. Yet Eric Gardner, or Garner, as I was, he was the first I-can't-breathe victim. Well, probably not the first, but one of the first ones that we can recall and being videotaped on, on uh, uh, video from a phone. Placed in a chokehold and repeatedly said that he could not breathe. His crime was selling untaxed cigarettes outside of a convenience store. Truthfully, the punishment does not fit the crime. Matthew Bernard, white guy, shot and killed two women and a child and was armed with a rifle while chasing police. Even with dozens of police officers there to capture him, he was still taken into custody and charged with his crime. Philando Castile, this one personally broke my heart. He was stopped for a broken taillight. He informed the officer that he was armed and he was licensed to carry. He did not pose a threat. He admitted this freely and openly to the officer. The officer then asked him to get his registration and driver's license. The officer then felt like he made some sudden movement to reach for a weapon and shot him four times while his wife and daughter, his daughter was in the back seat and his wife right beside him. His daughter was only about three years old, two or three years old, I want to say. And she got to witness her dad being killed by a police officer for a broken taillight. And once again, no medical attention was given to him. Patrick Crucius killed more than 20 Hispanics in a racially motivated mass shooting and was taken into custody without one scratch. I tell you right now, you, you, can't, you can't get pulled over for a DUI almost and not get taken to jail with a scratch. Um, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, it's just unfortunate that it's not fair. Alton Sterling, this one's from Baton Rouge in my hometown or home city, uh, home, home state as I was. He was held down by multiple cops and his crime was selling CDs. He was selling CDs illegally outside of, uh, what looked to be a mechanic shop. The cops were called and they held him down to handcuff him, saw that he had a gun in his pocket, and while being on top of him, shot him six times, took his life. And again, his crime was selling CDs. Dylan Roof, I'm sure we all remember this person's name. Young white guy who entered a black church pretending to partake in worship, and those Innocent, nice black people actually encouraged him in, 
and try to pray with him and pray for him. And instead, he pulled out a weapon, shot and killed nine black people in that church in a racially motivated massacre. He was then taken into custody and was able to face a jury. Tamir Rice, I've spoken about him a couple of times. He was a 12-year-old kid on the, in the park with a BB gun. The officers pulled up and within 30 seconds, did not even try to de-escalate, within 30 seconds, shot him and killed him dead. Nicholas Cruz killed 17 students and staff members at Parkland High School. We all remember this one as well. It was the deadliest or is the deadliest school shooting in history. He was taken into custody without incident. Brianna Taylor, very recently, 26-year-old young lady who was shot eight times after police served a no-knock search warrant in her home. For two suspects they already had in custody. They fired over 20 shots into her home without knocking, without warning, without even an opportunity to comply. And finally, George Floyd, held down by three officers with a knee jammed in his neck after he was already handcuffed for more than eight minutes while he begged for his life and told the officers that he could not breathe. His crime was trying to purchase goods with a counterfeit $20 bill. Now, I could keep going, and honestly, I found more and more examples of this. Uh, I'm not going to continue. I think the example has been made. That quite truthfully, black and white people are not treated equally by the police in this country. Now, there's also white people who've been killed by police, and there's instances where black people have caused the necessity to be shot and killed by police because they pose a true deadly threat, or that they were deadly themselves. But when we've got so many deadly white people who are able to be taken into custody without a scratch, without incident, and able to face a jury of their peers, I feel that black people should be afforded the same opportunity because black lives do matter. Thank you for listening. Thank you for understanding and listening to new perspectives on this. I hope that I'm able to reach out to you, help you understand and see why this is such a big deal. And if you're being apathetic and you're not speaking up, please change that today for not just me, not just our children, our grandchildren, and all those around us. Thank you. Have a great day.